following an absolute smackdown of uh, ye old Army West Point. Uh, appreciate what you're doing for us, fellas. Uh, really apologize about how Saturday night went. All <laughs> due respect to you, and we appreciate uh, what you are going to do for this country. Um, but for the time being, uh, you were the latest victim of the LSU Tigers offense. And defense. Yeah. No, nah, I mean, it's Army. Uh, it's not a good offense at all. But, it, you know, incremental improvements here. Incremental improvements, right? Correct. So, I, I mean, we, we need to build on confidence and uh, uh, kind of boost ourselves and play with uh, enthusiasm. Um so, yeah, I mean, the, the guys rolled on Saturday night, and so we should enjoy that. All right, let's see here. See some comments already in here. I cannot throw them up. Um, I cannot throw them up uh, myself. Uh, Zach may can. Okay, there he goes. How's everyone doing tonight? RP, welcome to the show. Doing fantastic. Uh, got a busy week ahead of us, but. It's a good night. What's up, my brother? Sorry I missed last show. I was with my family all weekend. That's all right, Tyler. We uh, uh, we were kind of off last week uh, again uh, with schedule stuff. Uh, y- y'all just going to have to bear with me and Zach. Zach has added to his schedule. Um, uh, he has become the youth pastor, uh, youth uh, 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 pastor there at, at, at the Central. Um, so he has added a lot of duties uh, to – uh, his plate. Um, I am in my final semester of school and it is jam packed uh, um, with a lot of things and our schedules are crazy right now. So y'all just got to bear with us. Uh, I saw the other comment. What's up? Uh, appreciate you joining as well. Um, but the schedules are crazy right now. So we apologize maybe for some inconsistency, uh, but we're going to do the best we can to keep putting out shows uh, when we can and, and doing it to the best of our ability. Uh, seems like Zach is having some Wi-Fi issues, internet issues. Maybe he'll connect his hotspot or something and it'll be better than uh, what what it was before. Um, but uh, let's see, there's something else. Zach has always had, you Mr. Look finally has the job to match. Zach has actually uh, been a youth pastor uh uh, before uh, uh, this position. So 
Um, yes, he, he is definitely a, a youth minister. He has the look uh, and he has the talents to do it. Uh, am I wrong, Zach? Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> it's it's definitely Zach's cup of tea. Uh, if you know if you know anything about Zach, he is very good at organizing things, uh, 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 events and whatnot, which is a huge part of uh, youth ministry. Uh, he, he always has enthusiasm and, and energy with that. Uh, so yeah, he's pretty great at, at being a youth minister. So I appreciate that. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. It, it Can you hear me? Okay, my my internet's uh, uh, being wacky on both sides tonight. Yes, I, I can hear you for now. You're a little warbly looking, uh, but we can hear you. We can hear you. I can All see right, like an pixelated yes, version of you. All right, as long as you can hear me, we'll go with that. Yeah, we can we're hear trying. You. We can hear you. We're trying the hot spot tonight. We're trying the <laughs> Wi-Fi. We're trying everything. So. I apologize to the viewers. That's that's just how it goes here sometimes. Um, so Zach, uh, I mean, we will um, obviously recap uh, this past weekend and the game against Army. I don't know how much there is to recap, but we will do it. Uh, we'll give you a little injury update because there have been a couple injuries as of lately. Um, I think some of it's going to work out just fine. I think we'll be okay. Um, one of them. You know, I, I really hate that he's injured, and we'll talk about it, Zach. But, um, yeah, anyways, we'll we'll talk about uh, a certain specific injury. I, I obviously I want no player to be injured, and, and I, I never uh, want anybody to be injured at all. But I, I I feel like one of them kind of brought it on himself, and it shouldn't have happened. Uh, if if he would have done probably what he was was should have done probably wouldn't have happened. But anyway, yeah. um, we'll talk about that. Uh, and then we will, uh, of course, give you a wrap around college football. Lots happened this weekend, Zach. And, and in the world of college football, I think we also need to discuss the Heisman race because it is getting very interesting for Jalen Daniels um, and his Heisman campaign uh, because he is very, very, very much in the mix for the Heisman. Yep. Um, yep. And if he continues to be consistent, he will find <clears throat> himself in New York. Um, so, uh, pretty, pretty awesome times, uh, for Jaden and the Heisman run. Uh, we will discuss that as well. Um, also Zach, um, man, it's not started off very well, but the Astros are playing a game seven tonight. Y'all correct. I, I see some of y'all are, are commenting about the game seven or some of y'all are kind of keeping up with it. Is it just me, or does it feel like somebody scores a crap ton of runs in the first inning every single game of this series? Every game of the series. I literally cannot even settle down, and it's three to nothing, like in the blink of an eye, every game. Uh, and I, I'm literally finishing dinner, and it's like 7.15, and the game was starting at like 7.07. And I'm like, all right, well, let me pull the game up. Uh, I pull it up. It's three to nothing, Rangers. like. Every game, every stinking game. So, um, anyway, so that that I, I like. I feel like you can't even settle in. They are they all scored. So, um, anyways, it looks like it's. I'm looking at the score now. It was three to nothing. Uh, the Astros have scored two runs, but the Rangers have added another one, so it's four to two right now. Um, obviously, I am pulling for the Astros. Um, uh, I've been pulling for the Astros since, since Bregman got there. The same way I've pulled for the Bengals uh, 
since Joe Burrow has got there. So, uh, and Jamar Chase. Um, I, I'm a Tiger through and through. I, I will always pull for the Tigers wherever they are. Um, I've never really been a big NFL guy. Um, growing up, Dad always watched college football with us. And that's what we watched. Uh, Sundays, we went to church, so we didn't watch much football. Um, so college football has always been our love. And LSU, obviously, is at the center of that. So in, in terms of pro sports, in terms of pro sports, it's always been where the LSU boys are at. And we cheer for the Saints, generally, generally speaking. Right now, yeah, I could yeah. care less about the Saints because they're kind of crappy to watch. Um, I love Drew Brees. Uh, shout out to our boy also, Zach, Luke McCowan. Um, yeah, I liked it when Luke was there, pulled for Luke, obviously. Um, we, we know Luke personally, um, lived in his house for a little bit. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe we'll tell that story one day, but we, we did indeed live in Luke McCowan's house for about, uh, five six months, months, four five, months, six months, something, something like that. Uh, while he was playing football in Jacksonville, Florida, we, we, were, we were living in his house. So um, th- that's, a, that's a story for another time. Uh, maybe we can have a story time segment, Zach. Maybe we can do that. <laughs> um, we story also know Josh McCaffrey. Uh, but anyways, so Zach, the LSU game, obviously that, that's our first segment here. Um, man, 62 to nothing. It was a <laughs> complete, completely dominant performance. Uh, Jaden Daniels did not play a single snap in the second half, which I am perfectly fine with. Like, that is As well. absolutely what you needed to do. Uh, I was happy. I was happy that they gave Garrett Nussmeyer a series with the ones um, to open up the second half. They pulled Jaden, but they threw Garrett out there, and it was the ones and with Malik and BTJ. And, man, like, you get a glimpse of what Garrett can do. Uh, Garrett's going to be a really great. Uh, quarterback to follow up uh, Jaden Daniels. I'm really excited about him in the next two years. But I, I mean, there's not many people can, that can make the throw that that Garrett made to Malik, and, and he put it on the money. Uh, it was it was a great pass. So, um, what were your thoughts on on the on the game, Zach? What were your takeaways? Obviously, you take it maybe with a grain of salt, but still, you play the game, uh, and, and that's what you're that's what you're. That's what we're doing it for. You play the game to see, yeah. you know, obviously what we can learn from. So what are your thoughts? Uh, well, I fell asleep uh, around the third quarter. Uh, <laughs> has never happened uh, for for me as an LSU wow. fan uh, to fall, fall asleep during an LSU game. Um, I think wow. I woke back up. I woke back up. I had missed a touchdown, and I, I woke back up. And uh, Z- uh, not Zai, uh, Andre Sam w- had just caught his second interception when I woke back up, and then I watched wow. the rest of the game. Um, I did miss the Trey Holly touchdown because we flipped it over Ole Miss just for a little I bit. That to as see. well, yeah, I did as well. I just wanted to see what was going on uh, in the other games um, that were a lot more right. closer. So. Me and Dad flipped it over for a little bit, and uh, I missed that. But I was able to watch the highlights. Of course, I always go yeah. back and watch highlights uh, over and over again. I'm, I'm 
there's not much to say about this game. Uh, I think more of what we'll discuss will be in the second and the third segment. But what I really liked, uh, I mean, you saw a Heisman caliber play from Jaynels on the, the second touchdown. Oh, uh, gets pressure, Good. gets pressure, middle, roll right. And something that you didn't really see a lot last year, right? Usually yeah. when Jaden would scramble out of the pocket, it was, all right, he's taken off. Um, yeah. Scrambled out of the pocket, kept his eye downfield. Ryan Thomas, phenomenal job of uh, so continuing his route, getting open yep. whenever the pocket collapsed. Uh, and Jaden threw uh, an almost perfect ball. I wouldn't say it was quite – I wouldn't say it was perfect. It was it was just out of reach, but Brian Thomas sure. is, uh, has has – he is plenty uh, capable with his speed and with obviously his length. He was able to go up and get it. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, that was obviously like – you saw that and you're like, all right, you know, it's it's a wrap. Like it's over. <laughs> and uh he's amazing. So it was really cool. It was really cool to get to see um see that, you know, that that's gonna be I think a moment in in, in this season when we look back, you know, if Jaden is to be in, you know, the Heisman race, you know, I think that's one of the ways that we're showing Jaden those highlights and and all of his great, great plays from the season. I think that could very easily be one of them. So um, yeah, I really sure. liked what I saw from the offense as they continue to do what they have been doing, and that's just dominate opponents. So, yeah. uh, defensively, I mean, again, grand assault, but I think they have done things a lot better, um, here in this early second half of the season. Defensively, they've made some adjustments. Obviously, we know that they've carved out Harold Perkins' role. I don't know if you, else sure. you know this, Reagan, but they, they put Zyogs on the short side of the field and they yeah. um they put Sage Ryan on the other side. Yep. So they, they flipped they flipped Zy from where he was currently playing uh at, right. at, at the corner spot. Uh and so that has also kind of done well for FU. And so, you know, I'm I'm interested to see again, you know, how it this injury to Zy Alexander, how significant it is, doesn't yeah. it? Does like it could be pretty bad, um, which you don't need to take any more hits to the DB room. But um, it'll be interesting to see who steps up in his place uh, if yeah. he is gone, indeed gone for the Bama game. Um, but you know, I like what they've done with Sage Ryan and kind of solidifying him at that other corner spot. Uh, Andre looked phenomenal. I I know. I know Andre Samus had bad moments. Uh, the, the entire defense has had bad moments, but I just love yeah, to continue to see the sure. way. Yeah, I I just love to continue to see the way that Andre Sam uh, plays his guts out. Right, he's got mistakes. Yeah. Mistakes. You know, he's not. Oh, he's not an NFL kind of defensive back running around out there. But right. he 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 is a sure tackler. Um, and he just plays with heart, and that's, that paid off for him in this game. You know, he had interceptions that were pretty easy that came his way. Almost had a third interception um, that he that he kind of bobbled on the ground and and, and wasn't able to to really. So he had a game. Uh, Mason had a phenomenal game as well. We heard Bryant or Carter and uh, Blake discuss that on, on the on the AYS show, and so I, I wholeheartedly agree with that as well. So. Overall, um, just a relaxing, non-nerve-wracking, 
exciting uh, game for LSU fans this weekend. Right. You got another breather, which has been nice, you know, because for the longest time, for three games straight, we were just sitting on the edge of our seats. All of our nails had been uh, bitten off and they uh, <laughs> off of our nails. And then you get the Auburn game, and it's like, oh, finally. And then you this game, you knew it would be that way. Now you get a week heading into Bama. So just a good way for LSU to wrap up the first half of the season heading into the bye. And a lot of hope, yeah. a lot of hope, and um, for me, a lot of confidence heading into the Bama week. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everything's ahead of you, right? Um, you control your own destiny. Um, so I, because of the fact that Ole Miss lost to Bama, uh, and we lost to Ole Miss. If we beat Bama, we still technically control our own destiny. Um, and and the reality is, um, Ole Miss also has to play Georgia um, in Athens. Um, so it's it's looking really positive for LSU right now because it feels as if they're peaking at the right time. Um, you went through some games where you had to figure out – I think you had to figure out the identity of your defense. Like, what are we going to do with this defense? Uh, because they just didn't have it figured out. Uh, you know, there were so many different pieces in the secondary um, compared to, la- you know, uh, different from last year um, that you had a lot to figure out more than we thought. Uh, and then, of course, you also had the injury to J.K. Johnson, so you didn't even get to use him. Um, so, man, it, there was probably a lot more to figure out than we realized. Um, so these several games, it feels like they've worked out now kind of who they are and their roles and sticking within those roles. Um, so it feels like they're playing more consistently. And, and, and literally not like the worst defense ever. Um, yeah. And if you can be better than that, you can be better than the absolute worst defense in LSU's history. Um, this offense can take you a long way. If you can get yeah. a couple stops for this offense, this offense is going to do a lot for you. Um, man, we, we always pump the brakes. We always pump the brakes when we go to making 2019 comparisons. But man, it don't need it statistically. Like I know that uh, for fact. But man, it it, it I, like it is darn close. Uh, it is the closest we've been, obviously, since 2019, and it may be the closest we get in a long time. Um, yeah, because it is just elite. Seven. I mean, the efficiency. Five hundred plus. Correct. Uh, it, and. At this point in the season, which I think this was before the Army game, so let's not factor it that in the Army game, but the they showed um, they showed Joe Burrow's statistics of 2019 compared to Jaden's, and Jaden only had like 200 yet less yards passing. I think it was about five uh, less t- passing touchdowns, but Jaden has 500 over 500 yards of rushing. And Joe didn't even have a hundred at this point, so it's it's very good. I mean, the offense is very, very, very good. Uh, so if this defense can play just sound, fundamental defense, sound, fundamental defense, it doesn't have to be elite. 
It doesn't have to be the best. Fundamental defense, doing what you're supposed to do, will get you the stops that you need for this offense to win a bunch of games. And so, man, it really feels like a, 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 the, the, the peak right now is, is, is at the perfect time. Yeah. Um, and, man, the, the, the group of five uh, non-conference game plus the bye week was brilliant. Um, oh yes, obviously. I, I, had, I was thinking about, about that today. Yeah, you you go through a, a season, man. You're going to get bumps and bruises. You can give a guy like Makai Wingo off, who's been dealing with a na- a little bit of a slight nagging injury. You can give him two weeks off. Um, Emory Jones, who's been so consistent, this offensive line that has been so consistent, you can get and, and he rolls his ankle uh, or gets an ankle sprain. Uh, in, in the in in the game before Army, I'm drawing a blank on who we played. Auburn. Auburn. Um, yeah, and you can give him two weeks, almost almost three weeks uh, of rest, um, because he injured against Auburn, so he has this whole week to rest against Army, and then this whole bye week, and then if he needs to rest even more before the Bama game, he can. So. Uh, it came at the perfect time to heal up on some bumps and bruises. Um, and, and, man, it feels like it is the perfect time to go and play Alabama. And, and man, it's going to be a top 15 matchup. LSU moved into the, the 15 spot. Uh, Alabama bumped into uh, number nine overall. Uh, here's the reality about Bama, and I'm not trying to jump ahead of myself, uh, but Bama very clearly – very clearly uh, is a team that can make adjustments and play a lot better in the second half. And you definitely saw that against Tennessee. And this defense of Bama is going to be your toughest opponent uh, in in terms of defense um, all year long uh, by far. So it'll be the toughest challenge for this offense. It's going to be a great game. If you can go into Alabama, you can go into Alabama and knock off Tuscaloosa you are marching your way uh, into Atlanta, most likely uh, marching and finding your way in Atlanta um, come SEC championship time. And, look, if you if you knock off top 10 Alabama in Tuscaloosa, you win out and you go knock off Georgia, top-ranked Georgia in the SEC championship, LSU is going to find themselves in the playoffs. The SEC champion who has beaten Alabama and beaten – uh, two-time defending national champion, top-ranked Georgia, is going to make the playoffs every single time, especially when you have the top offense in the country and a Heisman contender quarterback. Um, you know, storylines will put LSU in the playoffs. Like, the two losses will no longer matter. You have a Heisman quarterback who just led you to an SEC championship, and those two losses are going to be a forgotten – His, you know, everybody like you can hear the storylines now now i'm not saying this is going to happen but if it does happen everybody's gonna say oh early in the season lsu didn't have the identity on their defense they've kind of figured that out they worked that out this elite offense is amazing heisman quarterback and Jaden daniels it will they will be in the playoffs um there is no world that an sec champion does not find themselves in the playoffs um and it will be the first time uh, in playoff history, that uh, two-loss team will make it in. We found ourselves in that situation last year, uh, but we kind of blew it at A&M. So you have to take every game seriously. Um, yeah, for sure. Because 
you have a real opportunity, a, a much better opportunity of beating Georgia this year than you did last year. Uh, we, I think we, we know far and well that Georgia is not the same team. Uh, and LSU is better. And LSU is offensively better than last year. Um, yeah. And in terms of Georgia, Brock Bowers may not – like he's kind of a question mark. So Georgia without Brock Bowers, you know, how's that going to look? We'll, we'll see. Um, so everything is ahead of you. Uh, going into the bye week, there's a lot of confidence, a lot of positivity. Um, and, and, man, heal up, get ready, because uh, the biggest game of the season is coming up. Uh, and that's that's kind of my thoughts on this past week leading into this week. All right, Zach, there has been, and we kind of alluded to some of these already, uh, but there has been some, um, some nicks and some bruises and bumps along <laughs> the way. You know, uh, and we will. We need to discuss some of those. Is there some comments that we need to get to before we dive into that? I do see some. Oh uh, yeah, uh, RP said Bregman hit a home run tonight. Um, Game's uh, practically Tyler already said, over, though. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, Tyler said it's hard not to like Bregman. Absolutely. Uh, Rangers seem to be breaking it open. Adam said that uh, Andre Sam should have had four interceptions. I know Absolutely. the two we had and the one, Bob. I can't – maybe I'm forgetting the fourth one. Um, yeah. Danny Girl, uh, I know my internet has been absolute crap, so y'all y'all bear with me. Uh, she said, ha-ha, Zach has always had an East look. He finally had a something new. I've been in youth ministry before. Uh, just took a brief sabbatical from it and – uh, I'm I'm very happy and excited to be back and and doing it. So uh, it's it's my passion. Love it. Enjoy it. I, I enjoy. I, I'm I'm crazy, wild, and extremely energetic. And that is exactly what a youth pastor is. For, exactly or at least should be, need, in man. my opinion. <laughs> least, yeah, it's, it's what you need. So, anyways, absolutely. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, Reagan, go ahead. Uh, the Astros game looks like it's about over. Uh, their pitchers are kind of falling apart. The Rangers have scored now four runs in the fourth inning. It is eight to two, and they have the bases loaded um, as Ooh. well. They have two outs. There are two outs, so they can get out of the bases loaded. But it, it's a six-run game, and they got the bases loaded, and it feels like they can't find a pitcher that can hit the strike zone. Um, so, rough time right now for the Astros. Uh, it looks like it may be the end of their season tonight. Ironically, Zach, the home team in this in this series has not won a single game. Not one single. Yeah, game. that's weird. That's weird. Houston lost the first two games to the Rangers. Houston goes to the Texas Rangers and Dallas wins three straight games. Come back last night, lose in Houston. Here they are tonight, losing in Houston again. Um, not a single game won by the home team. I mean, that's just weird. that's nuts to me. I don't know if that's ever been done before, but that's crazy. So, right, right, we need to discuss uh, injuries. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And as you absolutely. as you mentioned, um, I, I want to back up what you said earlier. I think it was a phenomenal job to schedule how you how you scheduled this season. You know, Correct. to be able to have you know a non conference caliber opponent like Army, and then to have a bye week, it allows not only your guys that are nicked up and bruised and and dealing with small nagging injuries but it allows your entire team just to kind of heal uh from the yeah. the rigors of the first half of the season 
you yep. mentioned Emory Jones. You mentioned um, Makai Wingo. Uh, getting those guys off uh, since the Auburn game is going to give them 21 straight days uh, to rest up, to get fully healthy, to get to feeling right and feeling good, feeling like themselves again. And uh, yeah. that's exactly what you need heading into uh, what is going to be uh, the most watched game. Um, this up two Saturdays uh, from now. And so <clears throat> I think it was um, critical that LSU kind of had that schedule that they did. I think that's the biggest yeah. takeaway from uh, this injury update is you have allowed yourself with the scheduling um, to really be able to rejuvenate this team. And yeah. so, you know, you feel good about where you're at injury-wise. Everybody seems healthy. I mean, you think about Omar Spates, he's had time off. Uh, you think about Chris Hilton, that's had time off. Aaron Anderson has had time off. Um, the list goes on and on and on. Just guys that small nicks and bruises here, nagging injuries, as we said, um, that now they're going to be able to get fully healthy. And, you know, with the Zy Alexander situation, uh, we haven't heard anything yet. At least I haven't seen anything yet on Twitter or anything. But it looks like uh, it's not going to be good. I know they did x-rays. Um, I believe it was yesterday or today. And the x-rays, uh, I haven't heard any. I haven't seen or heard anything from the x-rays. But apparently from the mumblings uh, around, going around, it, it's, it doesn't look good. So you're going to have to have uh, a young guy like Denver Harris or LT or one of those guys um, yep. to step up and play a massive, massive role for you when you go to Bama in two weeks. Yeah, I, and I feel terrible for him, and, and I want to I want to clarify that. I, I hate that the kid is hurt, but, man, like, it, it was a boneheaded play. It was just boneheaded, man. I, I hate it for him. Yeah, it I was. I do. But that was not smart, dude. I, I mean, you are up. You you were playing. You you you've got to realize the situation, right? You, you've got to realize the importance of number one, you being available. Number two, you have to recognize what is going on in this game. Um, it is thirty-eight to nothing. It is the final play of the half, and Army, who is down thirty-eight to nothing, is heaving a hell mary ball to the end zone that was never going to make it to the end zone. Yeah. And they lob up this pass that, that I could have caught. Um, and Zy Alexander picks it off. Take a knee, man. Take a knee. Go down and go to the half. There, there is no need, no need whatsoever to – Attempt to run that back. You you are literally going to win this game by a landslide. You don't need a pick six at the end of the half. Go down and protect yourself and go into the half healthy. Instead, man, he, he picks it off. He starts running around trying to take it back. And I'm going the whole time, get out, get down, just get down, get down. And, man, man, he got he got rocked. I, I mean, he took a big hit. Um, it, it didn't look that great. He was on the field for a long time. 
Um, Brian Kelly went over to him. He, he immediately took his helmet off. I mean, as soon as the hit happened, he took his helmet off. Um, some kind of leg injury, I'm guessing. Um, but it was very clear that he was in pain and and it didn't look good. Like, you just – you've got to be aware of the situation in the game. If it's Bama and they lob a Hail Mary up at the halftime and you're down three points – Sure, sure, yeah, run that back. 38 points up at half against a G5 opponent. Take the knee, bro. Take the knee every time, every single time. Um, it, it just, it's that simple. I, I would have never thought that he would have tried to run it back, but he did. Uh, and, man, it, it may wind up being – a a really really costly um, injury for LSU. I, I mean he's he's been he's been your most consistent DB, and I'm not saying uh, consistent as in his his play has been great, but he's been on the field more than any other DB you've had. Correct. Right? I mean there was Deuce at the beginning of the year, and Zai was out there as well, uh, and then it was. You know, uh, they tried out Denver Harris. They tried out Ashton Stamps and LT against Ole Miss. Uh, now they've got Sage Ryan out there. But Zai has been your consistent guy out there. Um, and if it's like a season-ending injury, uh, I don't know what in the world is going on with Deuce Chestnut. I don't know the story, Zach. Maybe you know more than that on me. But – Whatever's going on, if Zai's injured for the season, homie needs to be active real quick. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, Brian Kelly said he's still on scholarship. He's, you know, he's just inactive. Which is good. He's going to get activated really quick uh, <laughs> if that's season ending. Uh, because yeah. you're literally taught – I mean, in the second half, Jeremiah Hughes played the rest of the game. Jeremiah Hughes. Uh, Ashton Stamp sat out. He was, he was still uh, out for the game. Denver Harris was was uh, unavailable for the game. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know all the the storylines. I know Ashton Sams was was dealing with some kind of injury. I don't think Denver Harris was, but uh, point being, like <laughs> you got Denver Harris, Ashton Stamps, and LT. Like you need Deuce back if Zai's out permanently. Yeah. Um, so I, just you're really low in numbers there. Yeah, you're you're really really low in numbers, and it, the position's not that going that well, anyways. So, just a very very could be a very um, costly injury, and and I, man, I I hate it for him. I do, but man, you gotta you gotta recognize to get out in that. In that in I, the, I'll say this, Reagan. I think in his defense, you know, I mean, players aren't oblivious. Like they listen to what's being said. They listen to what's being sure. You know, being pushed from the media. And I'm, I mean, obviously, you know, hearing that, you know, you've been picked on that yeah. the corner spot has, has been really bad for you this year. You know, I think there was a, probably, I, I, I mean, I'm just thinking in the, in the eyes of a, of a young, young adult, you know, a, sure. a, a young, a, what is he? I'm early, early twenties, late teens. Like, yeah. yeah, you know, he's probably thinking, man, I just, I want something good to happen. Let me take this to the house and, sure. you know, and, and have something good to feel about after what's been a really rough season so far. 
Um, and I, I completely understand that mentality, um, but I'm 100% yeah. with you, man. You, you know, there's absolutely zero, zero reason at all uh, to run that back and especially risk yourself um, uh, getting injured. And ultimately, that's what happened. So, um, as you said, could be extremely costly. We'll see. Word around town is that it's 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 not good, uh, you know, potentially something that he could be out for a very long time, maybe season ending. We're not sure. We're going to find out uh, from what I know. It was apparently that more specifically the ankle. So we're, we're going to find out. We're going to find out hopefully here soon. And I'm with you, Reagan. Um, whatever's going on with Deuce, man, y'all got to figure it out. Because uh, <laughs> you need bodies there, man. You need bodies there. And, you know, I know Deuce didn't have a great uh, start to the season and, and, had right. really rough spots, but he has experience. He's an experienced player, and although there is some really talented guys out there, you definitely want some experience on the field in these next few games if you want to have a shot at um, obtaining the goals that are still in front of you. So, uh, Zach, with maybe with that in mind, with the reality that probably going to be out. Um, where do you go? Uh, who who's who who are you turning to? Obviously, I think you keep Sage, you know, on, on yeah. that side of the field. Sage has been um, good. Sage has been pretty good. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I in my opinion, Sage has been your best coverage DB yeah. uh, all season. I agree. Um but so I, he needs to stay put. What direction do you go with uh the other do you do you test out some guys again? Or is there, I mean, is there a definite guy you go to first? And, and I, I, think, I have my opinion on it, but what's yours? I do too. I think, I think <clears throat> for me, it's you got to go back to Denver Harris. I think Denver Harris has had the most uh, play time out of all the other DBs. Um, the talent is definitely there. Um, there's yeah. obviously a lot of work to be done. There's still a lot of development that needs to be done with Denver Harris. But I think talent's cool. there, and I think the ability to be a shutdown cover corner is there. Um, so I, I think you have to go back to, to, to Denver and, you know, the good news is that, you know, Alabama doesn't have great receivers. They have good receivers. Yeah. You know, Jermaine Burton's playing really well. Um, so you would imagine that they probably put Sage Ryan on Jermaine Burton and, and, and have some help there, but, uh, I'm not super scared of L Alabama's receivers outside of Burton. Um, I mean, there's some good guys. Bond makes like, me scared. Isaiah Bond, I was say, Isaiah, Isaiah he's the one good. that really worries me. Prentice is good. I mean, they're, they're good players, but they don't strike fear into you know. In sure. you know, this ain't this isn't Julio Jones, you know. Yeah, uh, where you're like crap. We Jerry gotta Judy, Devonte Smith. Yeah. yeah, it's not like crap. We got to figure out a way to cover this guy. Um, so you know, I think you put Sage Ryan on Jermaine Burton, and you try to use the rest of your DBs to help. I mean, you got some. You've got some great experience on the back end that can help in Major Burns and Andre Sam, um, but LSU is uh, definitely going to be limited because uh, they're going to have to help uh, that other DB out, and that's going to also hurt you uh, in the front front seven with different packages and different and, and scheming and all that stuff. You're not you're not going to be able to probably. I mean, you know, if you have a guy like Denver Harris, LT, who Ashton Stamps, whoever. I mean, if you get Deuce reinstated. Uh, if you have one of those guys available, I mean, 
it's going to be tough for LSU to be able to do everything that they've been doing with Zai um, because you're going to have to put some help over there on that side of the ball, and that's going to take away uh, some of your guys uh, coming down coming downhill like Major Burns and, and Andre Sam. So, Reagan, we're just going to have to wait and see um, how things play out here in the next couple of weeks and kind of what we hear from, from Brian Kelly as he, as he lets us know certain things. Um, but it's it's not a good spot for LSU to be in for sure. Well, here's what I will say though, um, and I think this goes it maybe goes without saying, but I, I cannot emphasize this enough, uh, you know, enough in terms of injuries, Zach. Um, Jake Flint and his staff are amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, they take phenomenal care of these guys. The injuries seem so minimal compared to previous years. And, again, I'm, I, I don't want to throw any shade at, at Tommy Moffitt, but, man, the, this this strength and conditioning uh, staff seems to always have these guys in shape yeah, and always have phenomenal. Uh, like, like very few injuries. And, and it felt like – we had a laundry list of, of injuries uh, like every year, it felt like. It was just five, six guys um, injured like every week, man, and trying to get back. trying to, and, and so, man, tip of the cap to Jake Flint and his staff because they really do limit the, the injuries, I, I feel like, a lot. Yeah, um, I agree. And I think that is commendable. I mean, you know, like guys like Mikhail Wingo, uh, who've been dealing with an injury, uh, played through it and got to this, you know, right, got to, was able to stay healthy enough to get to this break kind of, uh, you know, G5 non-conference by week, two week gap here and say, okay, hey, take a seat for two weeks. Get yeah. better. We'll see you against Alabama. Like that's, that is really, really a benefit to this team in, in what this staff, the strength and conditioning staff has done. They, they've done a great job. So um, there is a bit of an injury update right now just just because of um, uh, Emory Jones and Zai. Uh, so, you know, we wanted to address that. But, man, uh, overall, overall, uh, it has been very minimal. And I, I've been very pleased in, in the first two years of this staff. So, anyways. Are there any comments we need to get to, Zach, or do we need to take a break and then get to the comments? Let's take a quick break, and then we come back. We will hit any comments uh, that we need to, and then we will discuss uh, some games that were going on around college football here in week eight uh, and some scares, some scares in the top ten Woo! and even a defeat in the top ten. Uh, so, yeah, we're going we're gonna to look at all that when we get back right after this. Five-star hero. Your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem. And at Twitter at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein-Stevens, attorney at law. Right back All right, at so RP here. said... Okay. 
RP. RP said he thinks Taviano is going to step up big now. We'll see. We haven't seen a whole lot of Taviano this year. Uh, but it's, I, I guess Have that's not. a possibility now. Sure. It's definitely a possibility. When I mean, when you're losing guys, uh, you know, in that uh, position group, uh, you, you might have to have some guys step up that you haven't seen a lot of. For sure, for sure, absolutely. Zach, man, uh, it was an interesting week in college football. I, I mean, there were some very, very close games. Um, yes, there were. A couple upsets, um, but man, it, it was a fun week of college football. I, I mean, I, I think the headliner was Ohio State and, and Penn State. Obviously, Ohio State gets the win there, twenty to twelve. Um, Zach, I don't know if you watched this game or not, but I did, and I will tell you this: um, their defenses, both of, both of them, very good defense. Offense, on the other hand, eh, they're they're okay. They're good, but <laughs> not great. Um, and also, um, can we put some respect on on BTJ and Malik Neighbors' name? Uh, because there's all this talk about uh, Marvin Harris. Um, homie's got seven sixty six receiving and only six touchdowns. We got Malik Neighbors over here, who's 20-ish yards from a 1,000 with nine touchdowns. So why everybody want to talk about Marvin Harris and not to talk about what Malik's doing? And also BTJ, because BTJ's got 11 touchdowns. Zero cents. I mean, I just – I'm kind of like, what's the deal here? We got Marvin Harris on a whole bunch of Heisman list. If that's the case, we should have three guys on the Heisman list for LSU. I think a large part of it, Reagan, is because uh, he's kind of carrying the team, um, and he uh, he doesn't have a great quarterback, you know, to help him out. And sure. I, I think another large part of that is, you know, Ohio State is uh, – I mean, Ohio State's one of the blue bloods, and they're undefeated. And, you know, so I think that probably plays a huge, huge factor in why Marvin Harrison – is is getting all this hype, but I agree with you, man. Like, we shouldn't base it off of what team you're playing for or what the record is, right? Like, these awards are given to an individual player for their individual effort, right? And how they affected the game, right? And 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 what they did, what they how they succeeded in the season, yep. and right now. They're not only Malik and Brian Thomas Jr., but there's there's other guys that are outdoing Marvin Harrison. And I think, you know, probably a large part of what uh, Marvin Harrison, the hype he is receiving is, you know, because of last year, because of uh, yeah. how well he played as well. So, you know, I just, I'm not a fan of that, Reagan. I'm just really not. I mean, you see also right now, uh, JJ McCarthy getting so much hype as well. And I'm like, JJ McCarthy is like he he's the he's the odds on favorite right now to win the Heisman. He's not better than Penix. He's not better than Jane Daniels. He he's not better than Bo Nix. He's nope. not better uh Dylan Gabriel than 
Caleb Williams. He's not better than Dylan Gabriel. He's the odds on favor to win the Heisman, and he might be, maybe, in the top seven quarterbacks in the nation, but he's yeah. not top five. And the stats definitely I'm, ain't there. I'm, the stats definitely ain't there. Just, yeah, the stat the stats aren't even there. Like, like it just he ain't even got two thousand, man. Like he ain't even got two thousand, man. That's crazy. Thousand, like, and look, look, Reagan. Like, if you want to call me biased, because I, you know, I'm an LSU fan. Penix should be better. Penix is should be the odds on favorite because uh, he's he's way way outdueled um, AJ McCarthy. Dylan Gabriel has outdueled AJ uh, JJ McCarthy. So like I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm just kind of tired of it. I feel like the Heisman is just. I feel like it's it's just not really an individual award as much anymore. It like it used to be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's times when you have players that just run away with it, right? Yeah. Uh, and they're, it's just very clear, like, okay, like, that's the guy. Like, that's the Heisman. Like, yeah. Joe Burrow in 2019. You had Johnny Manziel in 2012, right? Derrick Henry yeah. uh, and, and, and the – what was that, 2015, 2016? Yeah. I, I can't remember. One, um, one of those years. Like – Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, you know, like you have guys that just they run away with it, right? And it's just not yeah. close. Yeah. Um, and you don't have that this year, right? You don't have that this year, and so I feel like, um, there is there's there because you don't have a guy that's just run with, running away with it. They're kind of putting out these different names for betters to to vote on, you know, in the hopes that that you know. <laughs> that the odds makers can make some more money because there isn't a clear favorite, right? There's not some, you know, there's not Seems somebody like. that you can put all the money on and you're like, well, I know I'm going to make money off this guy because, you know, right. he's killing it. Right. Um, right. So it, it's frustrating to me, Reagan, because I, and I, I'll say it not just for Jane Daniels, but for Michael Penix, like Jane Daniels and Michael Penix should be one a and one B like, and, yeah. and that should be, that should be it. Like that should be it. Yeah, and I think uh, there's. I think there shouldn't be. It, it should be one A, one B, and then three yeah. is like a little ways down, right? Yeah, I agree. But I think I they're agree. trying to build some hype. I think they're trying to trying to build some storyline with the you know sure. who the well he's the quarterback of the undefeated Michigan Wolverines, the number two team in the country, right? Uh, right. Marvin Harris, he's the uh, he's the 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 best player on their team, and for the undefeated Ohio State Buckeye, like. That's what they're trying to do right now, right? And you even see now Jalen Milrow is starting to get some hype in the Heisman. He's got the same amount of uh, – yeah, yeah, believe it or not. He's got the same amount of odds as as uh, Caleb Williams, I believe. Blake mentioned on our show. Oh, like, gosh. Bro, like Jalen Milrow should not even be in, well, in the conversation. Caleb, Caleb has plummeted. No. Neither one of them should be in the conversation, period. Like, yeah. period. At all. Right. So right. – it's it's been frustrating, Reagan, for for me. But I guess we need to get back on track here with around college yeah. football. Um, so you mentioned the Penn State Ohio State game. I agree with you. I, to me, that was a boring game. Like it's just boring. Um, uh, yeah, the defense I mean, it, it was good, but it was it was just boring to me. Um, I think what it told us is that Michigan's the clear Big Ten favorite. Yeah, that, that's what essentially. Um. Washington had a scare. Penix had a 
Penix had a bad day. Bad game. Uh, what was it? Two interceptions. Two and a interceptions fumble? and a fumble. Did not record a touchdown. Just bad day. Bad uh, and day. that and that's the reason. That's the reason McCarthy. That's what I was about to say. The Heisman is such a week by week. Like college football is like such a captured in the moment type of sport. Everybody's captured in the moment, and so Penix has one bad yeah. game, and they're like, "Oh no, somebody else." Jaden McCarthy. Yeah, and, and, right? and you know what? You know what? Jaden's going to have his moment here in two Saturdays. He's going to have his moment to shine in front yep. of a national audience. Yep. And, you know, if he goes out and he balls out and he, you know, throws for three touchdown rushes for two, he throws for over 300 yards and he's near 100 yards rushing, like he's going to become the odds on favorite. To, you know, if they beat, and if they beat Bama, like he is going to become the odds on favorite to win the Heisman. It's, that's just how yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, but it's gonna have it's gonna have to be proven with consistency the rest of the season. He's been extremely consistent this entire season, but yeah. it's going to have to continue for the rest of the season after sure. Bama, if that is the case with uh Jaden Daniels. So, anyways, Reagan, what are what are some other games uh that Washington that was close? You? Yeah, Washington was close. I watched I stayed up at late night pack twelve. I stayed up and watched it. Um because I was interested in seeing what what Michael Penix would do. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, Utah uh, knocks off USC for like the fourth straight year. Hey, I uh, uh, I said I said you know there was a lot of USC hype even following yep. the era, the air you know Caleb Williams for Heisman and they're undefeated and there was all right. these USC fans in LSU's mentions talking about how bad you know how Caleb deserves the Heisman and Jaden doesn't. Uh, well, look what's going on now, buddy. Yeah, I, yeah. I said you, you, you're playing five extremely, like, really qualified opponents. They're all opponents. ranked, and 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 I said they're going to lose multiple games. And not only yeah. have they, and, and not only have they done that, they did it on the first two. Like, yeah. you didn't even get a chance <laughs> to maybe get a win and kind of <laughs> like show face. You've already lost the no. first two of the challenging games. Now you're going to get a kind of easy game. I think they, I think they have an easy game here next. I can't. I, I, I want to say I can't remember exactly, but then I think that you end the season with some really tough. Reagan, maybe you can look yeah. up that schedule for me real quick. Um, I want to say they have a easier game this upcoming week, or maybe the following week. Cal, I don't know. Yeah, they'll be Cal, yeah. but then they, they're going to get killed by Washington the next week. Exactly, like <laughs> and USC then and then UCLA. Yeah, USC is easily, easily could be eight and four. Um, they are going to be. I think they're going to be eight and four, if not seven and five, depending on how that UCLA games, uh, the UCLA game goes. So yeah, um, the hype around Caleb Williams and the hype around USC dead. Yeah, it's it's gone down the drain. Uh, A couple other close games. Oklahoma had a scare against UCF. Literally had to stop a two point conversion with a minute left in the fourth quarter. Um. Bama comes storming back after down twenty to seven and a half. Missouri continues to look like a phenomenal team. That that win in Columbia is looking better and better for LSU. Yep, exactly. Um, Texas had a scare against Houston. They pulled away. Uh, the biggest upset of the day is by far unranked Virginia knocking off North Carolina at North Carolina. Yep. Um, so those those were your best games of the weekend. Duke and Florida State was closer than the final score alluded to. Uh, and if Riley Leonard would have played that game, 
I don't think Florida State makes it out there, uh, makes it out of there um, with a W. I mean, it was very close, a uh, lot closer than what the final score alludes to. But uh, those were those were like your best games of the week. Um, I think the thing that impressed me the most and it caught my attention the most was the second half play of Alabama. Uh, that leading into the game, which obviously my, my mind is on that game, of course, naturally as an LSU fan. Um, but that we went to half, it was 20 to seven. And I was like, this game ain't over. No. And shoot. Well, I mean, they did not allow Tennessee to score a single point. Um, Jalen Milrow and them started balling out. Um, and, and so, you know, we go to Tuscaloosa in a week. A halftime lead is not safe by any means. No. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely have to be ready for that. And Ole Miss and Auburn was a very close game. Yep. Um, so, which Auburn seems to play Ole Miss close every year, regardless of how good they are. And it was at Auburn, you know, in the Plains. So, yeah. Yeah. You also was, had an extremely boring uh, – I'm thankful that I did not watch it. Arkansas and State game. Oh, my gosh. Dude, how no, did Arkansas you. lose, man? Dude, Arkansas should have won that game, dude. Yeah, but you're better than State. You're better than State. Are they? <laughs> I think so. They had a better offense, and then it's like their offense like just didn't even show up against State. It was bad. It was bad. Uh, they, they've already fired the offense coordinator, which needed to be done. So, Yep. Let's get to some of these comments, Reagan. Um, I've seen yeah, I'm seeing Ryan and Danny going back and forth, back and forth. Uh, so let me let me go ahead and get to some of these comments real quick. Yeah, uh, Ryan said, right, Ryan said, I'm thinking that this bye week will prove to be refreshing. Yes, very much so. Um, Danny Girl said, I really couldn't tell if the defense are just that good or if their offense are just that bad uh, in the Michigan versus Ohio State game. I think that's a little bit of both, to be Penn, honest with Penn you. Penn State, Penn State versus Ohio State, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Mich- uh, oh yeah, Ohio State versus uh, Penn State. Yep. Uh, Ryan said Marvin Harrison uh, would not be talked about if it wouldn't be for his name. His dad made Marvin. That's why. Uh, Danny Girl said Kelly Williams won with losses. Bryce Young won with losses. The notion that our losses are costing him is not necessarily the case. A hundred percent agree. A hundred percent agree. But it. It feels like that is the case right now for LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels. Like, why else is he? Why is he not the odds-on favorite to win the Heisman? Right. Uh, the excuse has been, well, he's got two losses. Right. It, like, right. That's a bad. That's a terrible excuse because of um, what uh, Bryce Young and Caleb Williams did in their seasons playing, uh, winning the Heisman. So, I hundred percent agree with you on that, Danny girl. Um, Ryan also said, uh, Miro was suspended one game. That should be an automatic disqualification. Uh, we got Reagan back in here, uh, Sorry. for winning the Heisman. I, Ryan, I don't think you have to worry about it. I, he's not going to win the Heisman. He's just not going to win the Heisman. Uh, <laughs> oh, Danny girl said, I just hope the pressure of the game, the eyes on him does not make JD revert to some old habits. Uh, okay. And playing it too yeah, safe. Okay. I don't think so, honestly. I think I think JD has been extremely consistent. I think uh, you know your fifth year quarterback uh, moment never phases him. It seems like so. Um, yeah. I don't think I'm, I don't think he'd be bothered by it. Uh, it it'll depend on how well um, the Alabama defense plays against uh, our our front 
our offensive line. Um, Odegaard also said, finally, USC talk dies. Sick of the USC Riley love affair from the national media. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, Ryan said, I'd rather be facing a Bama team like this than a Bama team coming off of a loss. Yeah, I agree because I, I was like, I want Bama to win. I don't want Tennessee to win. A, because the, the if you win the game against Bama in two weeks, the win looks a lot better if Bama had beaten Tennessee. Also, B, if they had lost to Tennessee, they're going to be extremely motivated to win the next game against you uh, in Tuscaloosa. So um, I wanted Bama to win. Now, if Bama had lost to Tennessee, would, you know, would I be upset? No, I'd be like, hey, you know, Bama lost. It's like, all right, awesome. Uh, so um, I, I'm not. I wouldn't have been a completely upset that uh, Bama had lost, but overall, I mean, I, I wanted Bama to win the game because I felt like um, I felt like it was best for LSU. If that if that makes any sense, so. All right, guys, it's been a, an awesome time. I think Reagan had to hat hop off. I don't know if y'all heard uh, baby Luca screaming in the background. So I'm sure he had to uh, hop off and, and handle uh, Luca, and that's perfectly fine. We appreciate y'all joining us. Uh, appreciate y'all working with us. As y'all know, we've been having extreme technical difficulties, it seems like, for the past month with my internet and with Reagan's laptop crashing on him. Uh, with our schedules going absolutely berserk with me taking a new position um, and with with Reagan uh, wrapping up uh, his semester uh, in school. So it's been a crazy, hectic schedule for both of us, as well as the technical dif- difficulties. We apologize for all the inconvenience that that has brought, but seems like we're going to be back on track. We'll be back with y'all on Friday uh, to discuss uh, all things LSU Uh, and begin to preview more of the LSU-Bama game. So we'll be back uh, on Friday. Looking forward to it. Thank you all again. Five Star Hero takes us out. Peace. (laughs) 